Hey there and welcome to Soul Church. Our prayer is that this message encourages you wherever you may be in life. You know, we've been hearing so many stories about what God is doing in people's lives and we'd love to hear yours. So take a second and send your story to stories at soulchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us today and we hope that you enjoy the message. God bless. Well, today's a sacred occasion as we sacrifice to the future of our church and to the mission of God's work around the world. And I believe what's in front of us is actually greater than what's behind us. We have a saying at Soul Church, we honor the past, we live for today, but we build for tomorrow. And we're going to build for tomorrow. We owe it to the generations in front of us. And 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, No eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. And we, we, we are actually part of that preparation for God's people in, in days, weeks, months, and years to come. And Chantal and I, we are aware of the great sacrifices that are being uh, made today. And last week, we learned how God is pleased with faith. But this week, in Hebrews chapter 13, God talks about how something else pleases him. It says, do not forget to do good and to share with others. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. As we sacrifice today, God is pleased. Last week, we talked about how God is pleased when we stretch our faith. But today, as we, as we sacrifice, our Heavenly Father is pleased. And today is not just a, an offering moment or a generous moment or a giving moment. Today is a, is a, is a moment of great sacrifice as we bring it to the Lord. What is sacrifice? Sacrifice is, it means you can't do something tomorrow because of the sacrifice you're making to God today. It's a sacrifice. It means you, you go without. You know, if, 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 if I tip someone, it, might, it doesn't really affect my lifestyle, but if I give something sacrificial to someone, it means something's going to have to change and I'm going to have to go about. That's what God talks about when it comes to sacrifice. And Soul Church has never been built on the gifts and the talents of a few, but the sacrifices of many. The sacrifices of many. We are where we are today. You're sitting in a seat today. I'm enjoying the warm heating. We're all in because people have sacrificed. It's the sacrifice of people throughout the decades that positioned us for where we are today. In Mark chapter 14, we see a picture of sacrifice. Jesus goes to a gathering to enjoy some good food and some final conversations with the disciples and friends before, in a few days' time, he is crucified. And Jesus, the Bible says, he's reclining, he's, he's relaxed at the table with the disciples and something very unusual takes place. Mark chapter 14, verse 3. Since while he was in Bethany reclining at the table in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. That woman, we can learn from the Gospel of John, was Mary of Bethany. Some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, why waste this perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wage. Now, a year's wage today in the UK is 33,000 pounds. So if we put that in today's context, when she broke that perfume over Jesus, she was effectively giving a gift of 33,000 pounds in today's context. Who knows, that's a lot of money. And 
says it, why waste, the, 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 the disciples said, why waste this is a year's wages and the money given to the poor? And they rebuked her harshly. Leave her alone, said Jesus. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you'll always have with you and you can help them anytime you want, but you'll not always have me. She did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare for my burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. This is, a, this is actually a pretty difficult story because it's a contrast of two hearts. A heart of sacrifice and a heart of greed. And they come together in this one story. And if I'm really, really honest, I can probably identify easier with the disciples in this story than I can with Mary of Bethany. Now, I, I think that Jesus, in a circle, his disciples, they should be rejoicing at that moment because someone has sacrificed something of, of greatness for Jesus. But when she breaks that alabaster box and pours that perfume on his head, what happens is their hearts are revealed in that moment. And they start arguing, the Bible says, amongst themselves. Has anyone ever bought you a gift and you're like, oh my goodness, you shouldn't have done You've bought them like a 20-pound Argos voucher for Christmas, and they bring you this most elaborate gift, and you think, oh, my goodness. Oh, my word. I've just, like, you know, thrown you a little token, and you've bought me, and you just feel, and the disciples, they're in a pickle. They're in a pickle, because I don't know what they brought Jesus to the party. Maybe they brought him, maybe they brought him some, from, some goodies from bread sauce. Maybe they brought him some bits and bobs. But this lady, she came to the party with something sacrificial, something way beyond anyone was expecting. And they start arguing amongst themselves. But you know, it's not just the disciples that argue amongst themselves. We have this argument. We get tested. You see, half the house today is an opportunity for the church to move forward, but it's also an opportunity to examine our hearts. Let's be honest, when we played the presentation Six weeks ago, for the first time, we announced that uh, today, on the, is it the 29th today, the 29th of October, we'd be receiving our annual miracle offering. There was, dis- there was different responses in our hearts. For some of us, we were like Mary. Fantastic, another opportunity to, to give and to sow into the future and the generations and the missions. But there were others like the disciples. Where he was, Judas was saying, why, why am I wasting? Why am I wasting this perfume? Why is this lady wasting this perfume on these torn up feet? You see, sacrifice, if you're taking notes, write this down. Sacrifice has one common enemy. It's called self. Building up to heart for the house, it's easy for the enemy. The enemy of sacrifice, self, to whisper this. Why waste it? Why waste it on a building? Why waste it on children in India? Why waste it in children in South Africa who I'll never meet? I can just get on with my own life and just pretend everything is well and good around the world. Why waste it? Why waste it on helping others? Why, why don't you just use it for yourself? But Mary has a different attitude. She jumps up with a heart of excitement. She jumps up because she knows Jesus is about to disappear. And she has an opportunity. In fact, it's not any opportunity. It was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sacrifice to her Savior. Do you know what? We will never get this opportunity ever again to finish this building. 
like Mary. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity to get this building over the line. I want to be one of those as I was there when the miracle happened. I was part of the miracle. I was around the table when they washed Jesus' feet. And just as Mary's sacrifice reveals the disciples' hearts, heart for the house actually reveals my heart. It reveals your heart. And I want to share just, just quickly this morning three revelations from this story as we bring our sacrifice. Number one is this. Our sacrifice is unto God. Leave her alone, verse 6, said Jesus. Why are you bothering me? The last two, last two words in this verse are so, so important. She has done a beautiful thing to me. Her sacrifice was unto the Lord. When you give today, you are not giving to Chantal and I. In fact, when you give today, you are not giving to Soul Church. When you give today, you are giving to the Lord. You are giving through the church to Christ. So you are not giving to us. You're not even giving to Soul Church. We are giving unto the Lord. We are placing it in his hands. We are giving through the church to God. Whenever we give, we're giving to God. This woman wasn't just giving a stocking filler. This wasn't, this wasn't just a small gift. She was, she was giving, the Bible says, an equivalent of a, a year's salary. This wasn't a bottle of Calvin Klein wine she was pouring on Jesus. It wasn't even a bottle of Tommy Ford. This is a bottle of Nard. This was from the Himalayan mountains. This was rare. This was costly. Who has a special cologne that you wear on just, just, just special occasions? Two people. Come on, who's got a real special? You're like, I'm only going to squirt that if he's worth it. <laughs> She's really worth it. She'll get a double hit. Who's got a special restaurant? You only take, you only go there with really special company. This ain't Five Guys. By the way, there is nothing wrong with Five Guys. Who would agree? Don't know who those Five Guys were, but they are good guys. The Five Good Guys. Let's get back to the story. This was a special moment. I think Mary was actually saving this for a moment, for a moment in her life that she would never forget, and those around her would never forget. This woman saved her greatest sacrifice for the one she loved the most. Today we are saving and we're giving for the one we love the most. Our sacrifice is unto God. The second revelation I want to share with this is this, and this is probably the big one, is our sacrifice won't make sense. Our sacrifice won't make sense. Verse 4 says, some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, why waste, why this waste of perfume? Could have been sold for more than a year's salary and given money given to the poor. I think the disciples were trying to make sense of what was happening. Sacrifice and sense are often common enemies. Sacrifice and sense. Today, if we try and make sense of what we're about to do as we sacrifice, can I promise you this? It will not make sense. 
because our minds will start to go into overdrive and start to think about and start, just all the disciples did is they started doing the calculations. Isn't it amazing that they calculated exactly how much that perfume was and in today's salary and they started thinking about, oh, it could feed that many people and help the poor and they started going, if you start to try and make sense of sacrifice, you'll get yourself in a dilemma. Because sacrifice never makes sense. I could have a meal out if I didn't give today. I could, I could go on a holiday. I could buy a car. I could, and our minds try to make sense of sacrifice. But here's the thing. It can't. Now, if you take nothing away from today, I want you to write this down because this is critical. Every time our hearts try to have faith, our minds try to make sense. Can anyone reveal from their heart? Because this is, this is for me. Every time my heart tries to have faith, my mind tries to make sense. I'm like, yeah, my heart wants to give, but then my mind says that doesn't make sense. And so our hearts and our minds, they go opposite to each other. In 2017, as we set out to build this new building, God asked Chantal and I to do something which made no sense to kickstart this project. But the enemy kept saying this, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, and tried to find logic in it. And the more I battled with it, I realized it didn't make sense, and I nearly gave up on the idea. And God said, John, I want you to sow a seed of sacrifice, great sacrifice for you and Chantel into this project. And we did that. I thank God. And we didn't give that to get anything back. We gave that because we felt as leaders of this church, we needed to lead from the front. We needed to lead the charge and play a, a great sacrifice into this, into this project. And God has never, ever failed our family. But I will say this, sacrifice and sense are enemies. So we live in this constant tension. And right now, I know that someone is feeling this because I am. I am. One of the enemy's subtle lies is this. This doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. Today, if it's a sacrificial gift you're sowing, I can guarantee you'll hear the voice, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Because as this woman broke the alabaster jar, it made no sense. And the people around her told her what they thought. This is why I believe our giving needs to be between our families. Because if you start telling everyone what you give, it won't make sense to anyone else. That's why giving stays in, your, in the comfort and the, the, and the privacy of your own home. So it won't make sense if it's a sacrificial gift. To, to every young person out there who's giving today, it won't make sense. To every young adult at university and you're, you're sacrificing, it won't make sense. If you're a newly married couple today, this, this will not make sense. In fact, None of this makes sense. That's the title of my message today. This doesn't make sense. Because half the house doesn't make sense. Nothing about the story of Soul Church over the last 10 years makes any sense. Look around you. Church packed. Every seat full. Three services today. Hundreds and hundreds of people. Roadblocks. Jams. People finding Jesus every week, youth ministry growing, university ministry growing, things are happening, miracles are taking place, none of this makes sense. If we try and find the sense in it, we'll lose the reality of it. Thank you. Match fun, you know, 
We've been given 500,000 pounds today, match funding, for this offering. That does not make sense. I've got pastors all around the world saying, how'd you get that? Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. There's nothing about this that makes sense. If we start to try and find the logic in Soul Church, it's going to confuse us. In fact, how much of this book makes sense? Turn the other cheek, go the extra mile. I can go, keep going. None of it makes sense. Yet it makes every bit of sense. Because when you put your trust in it, and when you put your hope in it, somehow life continues to move forward. So sacrifice doesn't make, doesn't make sense. But hey, it does do something. It releases strength over our lives. Often when we think of sacrifice, we think of our bank accounts weakening. We think of our investment funds diminishing. But actually, strength takes place. This didn't make sense. This was a year's wages for this lady. Yet she knew something that the disciples didn't. She knew that great sacrifice releases great strength in our lives. Faith strengthens in a season of sacrifice. Why does faith strengthen a season of sacrifice? Because you're no longer leaning and relying on what you know, but on him, on Christ. And so today, as we release and we sacrifice, we are not leaning on our own bank accounts. We are not leaning on sense. We are leaning on our Savior. Something else which doesn't make sense is when we sacrifice, we, 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 we feel a sense of joy. We feel a sense of joy. They say money doesn't, money doesn't buy happiness. I disagree. Give some money away. Do you know when you give, there's a sense of joy and happiness that comes over you. You say, well, I've never experienced that. You've never given any enough away. When you give, it's amazing what happens. Sacrifice releases joy. Who knows? Who, who would agree? Sacrifice, giving, and joy should not go together. Those two words should not go together, yet they are joined at the hip. On the night before his crucifixion, Jesus, he emphasizes this to his disciples. In John chapter 15, verse 11, he says, All this I tell you, soul church, that my joy may be yours and your joy may be complete. The greatest sacrifice which was ever has and what was ever going to take place, Jesus said, you know what? This is going to bring great joy. If you were on death row, would you be saying this is bringing great joy? Yet Jesus, the night before his crucifixion, he says, the night before the greatest sacrifice, he says, it brings me great joy. Hebrews 12.2, for the sake of the joy which lay ahead of him, he endured the cross. I give today with a sense of strength, but also a sense of joy. As I release, I'm releasing, and God is going to use my seed, He's going to use my sacrifice to bless and strengthen generations to come. One of the biggest lies of the enemy is hold on to what you have and you'll be happy. I'm going to say that again because someone needs to hear this. One of the biggest lies of the enemy is hold on to what you have and you'll be happy. That is not true. It is when you let go, you feel a sense of joy and a sense of strength in your life. It's ironic that the greatest sense of joy in life comes from the greatest sacrifice. The greatest sacrifice. Number one, our sacrifice is unto God. Number two, our sacrifice won't make sense. And number three, our sacrifice will never be forgotten. 
Verse 9. Truly I tell you, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she, that's Mary, has done will also be told in her memory. 2,000 years later, Mason Road, Norwich, we're still talking about her. We're still talking about her legacy. She didn't come for legacy. She didn't come to get a reward. She came to sacrifice. But sacrificial giving with the right motive and the right heart will always be rewarded. Isn't it interesting that 2,000 years later, Mary's legacy is sacrifice, but 2,000 years later, Judas's legacy was greed. His legacy. In fact, it was greed that helped him betray Jesus because he wanted more. He was never satisfied with what he had. If you are not satisfied with what you have, I'm not sure God will give you any more. It's when you are satisfied and content with what you have and be prepared to let it go that God releases more into your life. Do you know, Mary is still, it's still been added more to her because more people, some of you would never heard of Mary of Bethany. Today I'm teaching you about Mary of Bethany, historical figure from the Bible. Her legacy of giving goes on and on and on. Our life can go on and on and on, even after death, as we sacrifice for the kingdom of God. Sacrifice stays with us forever. Today as we give, it might leave our hands, but it will never leave our lives as we give. I'm here today because my dad taught me what sacrifice was. I'm here today because of the people who've gone before us sacrifice. You're sitting in the chair you are today, and we're sitting in this building. Well, we've sold it now, but we used to own it. Just got to clean the carpet down there before we hand the keys over. But we're enjoying it today because of the sacrifice thousands have gone before. So we get to pay it forward for generations to come. Chantel was visiting a dear little lady in our church, 91 years young, just a few weeks ago. And she's not in a position to come to church anymore with her health. But she went to her kitchen and brought Chantel a five-pound note. She said, this is for your building for this year's half of the house. Chantal could tell by the surroundings that was a sacrifice. That was a sacrifice. So for you today, it could be five pounds, which is a sacrifice for you because you're going to have to, something's going to have to stop or pause in your life for a season. For others, it might be a whole lot more, but today, it's not about equal giving. It's about equal sacrifice. It's about when we all bring something, God sees our hearts. So I'm going to finish with this, finish with this question. Why would Mary do such an outrageous thing? Why would she give a 33,000 pound gift to Jesus in that moment? If we just reverse just a, a few months, two months before Jesus had raised her brother Lazarus from the dead. That was her brother. You see, her sacrifice came from a heart of gratitude. Grateful people are sacrificial people. Today, we all have a reason to be grateful. Does anyone have a reason to be grateful today? Does anyone have a reason to give thanks to the Lord like Mary? Today, we can sacrifice 
because we're grateful. Today we have a reason. We were all dead in our trespasses and sins and He has made us alive. We can sacrifice today out of a heart of gratitude for what He's done. Maybe we're not where we want to be in life, but we're not where we used to be. Maybe we don't have everything we want, but God's blessed us with more than probably we deserve. And so whenever I struggle with sacrifice, and just like the disciples in that tension, in that moment between self and sacrifice, we all live there. We live in constant tension. Whenever I struggle and I'm leaning towards self, I remember this. I remember gratitude. Look what God has done. My little boy, Justice, he's nine years old today. As I woke up and saw him and just so proud as a dad. It's what dads are, aren't we? We're proud. Just so proud of our kids. And so thankful. So thankful for my wife. So thankful for my family. So thankful for our church. So thankful for the heritage of this church. I'm so thankful for my friends. I'm so thankful for the people who keep, keep me on the because boy, I can go off quick. A lot quicker than you realize. So I'm thankful for guardrails in my life. I'm thankful for people who love me. I'm thankful for people who followed Chantel and I 10 years ago and we didn't know what we were doing and we still don't. We just pretend we do. Standing in worship and we're singing, Christ is my firm foundation, the rock. Do you know those times over the last 12 months, I've had to make decisions. And literally the decisions have put knots in my stomach as I've said, yes, go ahead. I've had to say, yep, do that. Thinking, I don't even have the money. We don't even have, but something in me says, you've got to keep going on this project. You ever made a decision, you got a knot? I've been knotted so many times, yet I felt, literally felt Christ as my firm foundation. Felt this strength under my feet saying, John, you've just got to keep going. Why am I saying this? Because none of this makes sense. None of this makes sense. Like Mary pouring over the oil over Jesus, none of it makes sense. And we sacrifice today out of the gratitude for what he's done. Whenever we struggle to let go, we reflect on God's goodness towards us. Now let's move forward as we finish. Just a few years from the story of sacrifice to the greatest sacrifice in history because it didn't make sense that God would send his one and only son. He had one child, Jesus. He sent him to this earth to die for you and I. We're gonna move into this Christmas season over the next few weeks. We'll be reflecting on the birth of our Lord and Savior. But Jesus didn't stay in a manger, he grew. He lived and then he died a cruel death on a cross. He paid the penalty for my sins. The eternal sacrifice of God the Father through His Son Jesus today gives us the assurance that one day we're going to spend eternity with Him. And you and I can have that assurance today. Maybe a friend invited you to church. Maybe you're watching online. Maybe someone sent you a link and you don't even know why you're watching, but you're watching There's no accidents, there's no coincidences. You're meant to be watching this service. My friend, God has a plan for your life. He has a purpose, he has a destiny. But it starts by opening up your heart to Jesus. You say, well, it doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. 
It really doesn't. Why would somebody die for me? What did you and I do to deserve someone taking the penalty for my sin and my shame? The reality is we deserve, we deserve to die. We deserve nothing. Yet Jesus took our place. And instead of my shame, he, he, he gives me his forgiveness and his grace and his love. So I just want everyone online, everyone in the room, just to close your eyes in this moment of privacy. You say today, John, I want to receive the greatest sacrifice, the gift of salvation. This is a holy moment. This is a moment where you get to make your peace with God. Maybe your world is chaos. Maybe everything is falling apart around you. But today, you can receive peace. Peace is not what's happening around us. Peace is what's happening inside us. That's real peace. Today, you can have real peace inside of your heart. He is the Prince of Peace. Maybe today you, you're thinking, I, I don't deserve anyone to forgive me. I didn't, certainly don't deserve anyone to die for me. We, none of us do. None of us do. But it's not about what we've done wrong. It's about what Christ did right. Right on our behalf. So today we can freely receive His love and His peace. You can receive that gift of salvation. Taking my time this morning because this is what it's all about. This is why we sacrifice. We sacrifice so people can find Jesus as their personal savior. There's nothing out there that can satisfy. Drugs won't do it. Sex, alcohol, addiction, all these things we try to find fulfillment and satisfaction, try and find identity in these things, yet they don't satisfy. But Jesus can truly satisfy. God is speaking to people right now. I'm not going to rush this moment because I know that many people are going to make their peace with God, both online and in the room. He loves you, my friend. If your heart is beating a little faster than normal, this moment is for you. This moment is for you. Jesus can be your Lord and your Savior. I'm going to count to three. And all over this room, every Christian right now, I want you to pray quietly. Every Christian, this is a sacred moment. You say, John, pray for me. Pray for me. I want to receive Jesus as my Savior. I want to receive the peace of God in my life. When I get to three, all I want you to do is just signal to me by slipping up your hand, just long enough and high enough so I can see it. I want to pray for you. One, He loves you, my friend. Two, make your peace with God today. Three, just slip up nice and high. God bless you. 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 Amazing. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I want us all to stand, please. If you lifted up your hand, if you lifted up your hand today, I don't want to embarrass you. That is not my heart. You need to know that that is not my heart. But if you lifted up your hand, maybe you didn't lift up your hand, but you're saying, John, today I want to receive Jesus. Would you just step out of your seat? I want you to bring a friend with you, bring someone close, but I want you to come and stand down here. I want to personally, I want to shake your hand and I want to pray a simple but powerful prayer. So right now, I want you to come right now. If you, if you said that prayer, you come. We're going to cheer. We're going to clap. Come on, you come. You come. You come. Come on. Come on, church. That's it. You come. Amazing. That's it. You come, sweetie. You come, sir. You come. You come. That's it. 
you come. You come. I feel like there's at least one or two more people. One or two more people. You know your heart's beating quickly. You want to say this prayer. Good on you. Bless you. Come on, you keep coming. Come on, you come. You come. You come. You come. Amazing. That's it. Come on, we'll wait. People finding Jesus. say this prayer out loud but just before you do John 15 chapter 13 it says this greater love has no one than this than someone that someone being Jesus lay down one life for his friend today the greatest sacrifice of love took place and Jesus he laid down his life so that you could experience freedom from addiction freedom from sin freedom from self today Today is a brand new day. And we're going to say this prayer out loud. In fact, we're not going to, we're all going to say it. Okay. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. To forgive all my sin and failures. So that I can have a brand new start. Please come into my heart. And help me by the power of the Holy Spirit. To trust and to live for you. Amen. Amen. Let's congratulate every person. Church, this is why we sacrifice. This is why we do something outside of what we do. It's to see people come into the light of Jesus. And I just want to encourage every single one of you. 13 people making their peace with God today. I love that. Amazing. We want to give you a gift, it's a Bible and give you a card and our team is just going to give you some information and we want to encourage you to keep coming back to church. But church, I, I just wanted to highlight today, this is why we do what we do. This is why we sacrifice. Because there's no greater sense of joy than one sinner comes into repents and comes into the kingdom of God. And in our new building, we're going to see more and more and more people making their peace with God. And so thank you, thank you, thank you in advance for your sacrifice, for what you're going to do. And I want to encourage you again, don't try and make sense of what's happening today. I'm so glad that I'm part of a church that nothing makes sense. Anyone else glad that nothing? I've been part of churches where things make sense and then nothing moves forward. It's actually good to be part of, actually none of this makes sense, but actually things make sense. It's in that. And so today, today, that's what this message was all about. This doesn't make sense. Turn to the person next to you and say, none of this makes sense. It doesn't make sense and I'm a part of it. It doesn't make sense and I'm loving it. I told Melody last service, I said, we need to write a song called This Doesn't Make Sense. Because <laughs> nothing's making sense. 
Thanks again for tuning in. And if you said the salvation prayer today, we'd love for you to email connecttofaith at soulchurch.com so we can talk to you a little bit more about this incredible decision that you've just made. Yeah, you know, and if at any point in the service you felt moved to give towards any of our local or global initiatives, then head to soulchurch.com and click on the giving at the top of the page. Thanks again for joining us today. And we hope to see you again soon. God bless.